Can anything ever separate you from Christ's love? Does it mean that Christ no longer loves you when you have trouble or calamity or if you're persecuted or you're hungry or cold or in danger or threatened with death? Even the scriptures say that some people, some of us, some of us who follow and love Christ, some are killed every day and some are being slaughtered like sheep. But no, despite all of these things, overwhelming victory belongs to us, belongs to you through Christ who loves us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate you. Nothing can ever separate me. Nothing can ever separate us from his love. Death cannot and life cannot. The angels cannot and the demons cannot. Our fears for today, our worries about tomorrow and even the powers of hell can't keep God's love away from us. So whether we are high above the sky or in the deepest ocean, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us. Nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate you from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I just read for you from Romans chapter 8 verses 35 through 39 and I adapted it to make reference to you. Good morning. It's Sunday, May 7th, 2023 and you're listening to Faith, Life, Faith and Business with Nana. So as we read from the scriptures, uh, Romans chapter 8, nothing can separate us from God. You know, nothing can separate you from God unless you reject God's love. So how are you doing? I hope you've had a productive um, first quarter moving into, I mean, the second quarter is almost over. Oh my goodness. We just have barely seven weeks to go or less for the second quarter to end. And I I hope that your dreams, hopes, and aspirations for the year 2023 are unfolding gradually. Just take them one step at a time, you know, one day at a time, one day at a time. Don't think about the whole full list. Just pick one particular item out and um, pray for grace and strength and help us to help support you to achieve Um, one goal at a time to the glory of God. So as we just read from that passage in Romans chapter 8, God really desires an intimate relationship with you. God desires an intimate relationship with us. And one major way, um, one major access we have to God, um, to God is through prayers. You know, prayer is one way that we can access God. It's one solid way that we can relate um, to God. Now, some may think, oh, prayer is just you talking to God and telling him all the problems you have and all that. But it's a two-way thing. If you listen intently when you pray, you will not just um, be asking or making your request or um, giving worship. You will also receive your message from God. Yes, it's either he speaks to you directly or he refers you to a particular portion of the scriptures or he brings people around you to speak speak to you um if you if your spirit is open to hear you will hear from god and you will know 
what he needs from you per time. My prayer for you, my prayer for me is that we continue to cultivate that intimate relationship with God. I mean, he's always there. You know, he's always there. We are the one who run away sometimes, hide sometimes, you know, and, and just, let me just, um, let me just add this. There's nothing you can do as we read from the book of Romans chapter eight from verse 35 to 39 that can separate you from God because some people feel like, Oh, they have messed up so badly. Like, Oh God, is not going to, God is not going to take them back. And, um, I feel like they've done so many terrible things and, they are undeserving of being loved don't beat yourself up um some people feel like oh god like uh they have hurt god so badly that it's impossible or will be very difficult for him to forgive them no please uh just remember the story of the prodigal son who had messed up i mean what could be what could be worse than your father is still alive and you ask for your own inheritance i mean that's like you are you want the man to die quickly that was what the prodigal son did he went to his father and said sir please i want my own share of the inheritance give me my own portion of the inheritance and the father true to being a loving father actually did that gave him his own portion of the hair of uh his inheritance and um the man the the boy that's the the son actually squandered the whole wealth squandered the whole wealth and came back you know and said okay i'm no longer worthy to be called your son but please take me in as his servant and the father threw this huge party for him called everyone decorated him and said my son who was lost is now back so i don't know what you've done but whatever it is trust me god is waiting to receive you with open arms as long as you are not um gonna be like oh let you just come back and then you go back to your mess again but in the first instance, take the step of going back to God. Take the step of walking back to God. Take the step of accepting the love that God has there waiting for you. And open yourself up to God, helping you day by day to continue to embrace that love and walk in the love and share the love. And um, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing to note that there, is, uh, there are so many prayer groups now which is so amazing it's like one of those things that um you know when the scripture says that um as as the as the days go by as in towards the end of time that god will pour out his spirit we are seeing more and more of that and there are so many prayer groups which is great i believe that heaven is rejoicing that people are eager to talk to god again uh eager to access god and um just table their requests at their at his feet i believe that god is really happy about that but beyond that god desires an intimate relationship with you excuse me god desires an intimate relationship with you with me with each of us personal relationship now for those who are parents you know that um as a parent you you sometimes want a one-on-one chat with each child you know so you could have dinner you're talking to everybody but sometimes you just want one particular child per time to have a conversation with that child or to point out something or to find out what the child really needs personally that he or she is not saying you know to study the child to different things that parents do god is our 
everlasting father. Now he already knows everything, but at the same time, he wants us to have that one-on-one chat with him. And for me personally, I have an idea of what, oh, sorry, we are still going to discuss our topic for the day, which is part two of depression, but this this is like preliminary conversation and we're going to try to keep it very short so that we can spend less than an hour today so i was saying that i i actually um have an idea of how how much god desires to have that intimate relationship with us because when i think about my earthly father uh, when he was still living, he has passed on now, passed on a couple of years ago. When he, my earthly father was still alive, there were times when he would just call me and say, Nana, come. And um, I would sit with him uh, by the balcony and just discuss various things, you know, discuss national issues, politics, um, spiritual things. He tells me about his history. He tells me, you know, and I. he also used to prompt me to tell him things as well what what my dreams were my hopes my aspirations my struggles you know and and we had those one-on-one chats that the memories remain ever fresh for me and the lessons I learned from those um from those conversations continue to carry me through life on a daily basis so God desires that intimate relationship with you and i hope that you won't run away and if you've been running the time to stop running is now don't say tomorrow don't say <laughs> don't say you wait till tomorrow you know remember pharaoh oh god pharaoh in um uh, i believe it was in the book of uh, genesis exodus when um moses went to him and said oh god said let my people go and pharaoh said no and then um there were plagues um sent out by god against the egyptians and people were dying you know there were frogs everywhere all sorts of things were happening and moses went to him and said you know if you ask me to pray right now i can pray for these things to go away so when would you like these things to go away (laughs) i've never said tomorrow oh my god (laughs) that's really funny he said tomorrow like okay i have this problem now but let me see if i can solve it and if it's still here by tomorrow you can take care of it why not now the time is now the time is now the time for you to um, return to god is now the time for you to take benefits of um your position as a child of God is now, you know, and hey, goodness, I keep, um, so many things are just coming up to my mind and I'm really, um, moved by the spirit to share with you. So let me share with you. Uh, there's this movie I, I used to watch because I remember I actually saw it like twice during my childhood. It's called the Prince and the Pauper. I believe it was, um, it was, produced by the bbc uh that's the british broadcasting corporation several years ago and i saw this movie as a child and the plot was these two boys that were really identical like they looked so much alike one of them was the son of a king and was living in the palace and the other was the son of um 
a beggar like a commoner i don't know how to describe him but he was really very he was living in a very rough setting and one day the prince went on a walk and saw this boy that really looked so much like him and he was like oh you must you must be having such a great time living outside the castle living outside the past uh, outside the palace and just being able to move around freely can we swap places so you take my my garment and live in the palace for one day i believe it was one day or a very short period of time that the prince actually intended and the prince decided to wear the pauper's outfit and stay outside the palace for one day <laughs> oh you need to watch that you need to watch that <laughs> you need to watch that movie i am hoping that is somewhere on youtube these days if I find it, I'm still going to watch it again because it has so many um, life lessons embedded in the story. Well, long story short is that the prince did not, he wasn't able to get back to the palace on the same day. Uh, of course, the papa who had worn the prince's outfit was in the palace and being treated like a prince that everyone assumed that he was because he looked so much alike like this. He looked so much like this uh prince even the father of the prince could not tell the difference that he this was not his real son meanwhile the real prince who was outside the palace was um grabbed by touts and all sorts of criminals and tortured and you know all sorts of things happened to him and then the father of the pauper thought that the the real prince who was in the pauper's outfit was his son and took him to his house and the phone was uh, the, the prince was like um do this i command you and the father was like what are you okay <laughs> you're commanding who do you know who you're talking to and just like the beating daddy was too much for for the prince the prince was almost dead, dazed like he was beaten eventually to submission he was beaten eventually to submission and then he started to behave like a pauper like he started behaving like a pauper like a beggar he he's he he almost lost track of who he was now i i i just told us this story because sometimes some of us find ourselves in that situation you know we have wandered so far away from uh from god that we don't even remember who we are anymore we allow the devil and his agents to use us to play football we allow the world to just toss us around anyhow we allow the cares of this world to just worry us i get in so many things and um today i'm giving you an invitation please 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 walk your way back to god and one way you can do that is to find a bible believing church near you and start by going to church go to church go to church go to church please don't stop listening (laughs) don't stop listening at this point i promise you there's still so many fantastic things ahead but go to church People say that, oh, the church is not perfect. Oh, sometimes you have monsters in the church and all that. But one thing I can assure you is that in there, as long as the word is being preached, you will definitely hear something. You know why it's called service? It's not service that you are going to service God. Oh. No, 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 no. It's called service because you are going there to service your soul. It's like a car. <laughs> it's like a car that um, has to go for uh, servicing. You know, uh, in the mechanic in the mechanic uh, workshop. So for us, we have to continuously be reminded 
of the word and it is not enough to say oh you listen to the word on your on your phone or your um radio television whatever or you read your bible on your own COVID has taught us that the coming together of people, of human beings, there's something, there's something beneficial there. There's something beneficial there. Yes. You know, just the meeting of spirits, physical meeting of spirits, especially meeting in the name of God, in the name of Jesus Christ. And the word of God says that where two or more are gathered in the name of Jesus, that he is present. So the first step is for you to walk your way back to God find a bible believing church plant yourself there and talk to god ask god to reveal himself to you ask god to draw to draw you closer to him i i i promise you if you ask persistently you will see the hand of god at work i promise you if you ask persistently you persistently ask god to draw you closer to him to reveal himself to you to help you to understand who he wants you to be, who you are in him. And for me, I always say this 101%, Jesus Christ is the way. Jesus Christ is the way. And I'm not preaching to you all (laughs) because some will say, oh, this is now like a preaching um, service. But Jesus is the way. And if you invite him, oh my God, when you invite Jesus into your life, your life will never be the same again. It will change positively for the better there's nothing more powerful than knowing that the one who has it's just like um it's just like um uh let's say you want to you want to i'm trying to find a very common okay let's say you you bought a car you bought a car and this car was designed by toyota for example or audi or chevrolet whatever the car whoever the car maker is and you know that in chevrolet or audi or toyota whatever the company is mercedes benz they have a, a team you know a team of people who actually designed this car like the, those who uh, drew the design those who did the engineering works, coupled it together and all of that, tested it, you know, performed different th- tests. You know that this set of people exists, right? And then you are in in an engagement with them. And, you know, they are telling you, okay, this is the right car for you. We are giving you this car as a gift and we will follow you. We are going to follow you as you're driving this car. You know, we'll always one of us will always be with you as you're driving this car to ensure that, you know, you have the best experience. You will almost be over the moon because you know that, okay, uh, in fact, you'll almost always be asking questions. Okay, so what's the function of this one? <laughs> you know, what's the function? What does this do? Okay, oh, let me test it. Oh, uh, this speed limit is okay. All right, this house. You will just be you'll be and maybe this is not this is not a very good example to use but one thing i want to assure you is that living this life with the one who created the life itself who owns the life itself having him by your side you know having the manual uh, of the creator himself and having the creator himself directing you makes life a worthy sweet sweet experience now, I also want to bring something um, to our attention. Please, Christians, can we, as much as possible, try not to criticize each other um, 
in this very embarrassing way publicly i think it's just getting out of hand and i was sitting the other day and thinking i'm like i've not seen um witches for example criticizing each other <laughs> in public like you, you can't find it all i have not seen it if you have seen it please let me know i have not seen any post on social media or um an article on the news or anywhere where one of these um witches or cultists or cult people sit down and be saying oh um this person is going against the rules of the occultic <laughs> kingdom this person is going against the rules of witchcraft the person is now becoming nice they're not supposed to become they're not supposed to be nice in fact we, we will consider expelling him did you won't see it i have not seen it in fact even in islam i do not remember seeing um news about islam being publicized like okay this imam is criticizing another imam or something maybe they do it within their circles but you don't really i i personally do not hear it all the time but in our own case you just see um a christian makes a mistake or maybe does something deliberately and people just other christians just pounce and um so why am i saying this um recently and this is like maybe a month ago now there's this popular american preacher and he's quite young very young and his messages honestly the spirit of um discernment in me accepts a lot of the messages that he preaches because um they resonate with the word and my spirit accepts them so he has also this youthful way of of sharing the gospel that makes it accessible to younger people to the younger generation and i i actually like the fact that he is unashamed you know of his love for the gospel for christ and for god and he always 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 reflects god in everything like he was overweight and he was working out and he was taking uh his followership on um social media through his uh weight loss journey and after he lost weight he challenged himself to like he was on the big side he challenged himself to also gain weight again and repeat the process just to show that it's possible you know and he did a lot of things now he then put out this video uh of him and his wife his wife was doing a chore and he was holding her back by the back side and see comments oh my god <laughs> he posted it on instagram now i liked it because for me um so many people especially those in the faith act like oh um if, i mean for for married people you should just be about i mean romance or whatever shouldn't even be present but just have babies and concentrate on the word the word the word you know you see um husbands acting like their wife is not existent because they are studying the scriptures they are preparing for one lesson or the i mean if the if the bible is not evident in your home please it's difficult for you to go and preach it outside so this man uh to my mind was trying to show people that look it's okay for you to be romantic with your spouse it's okay for you to be romantic with your spouse as a christian 
but some people pounced on it and they were saying all sorts of things and I had to just put in my own 10 cents of comments there that look this is a message I believe he's trying to pass and it's okay you know so but what really got to me was the fact that people were making a lot of derogatory comments and trying to link it with the scriptures and trying to make their derogatory remarks scriptural which is really unacceptable i mean if if um if a pastor has said or done something that is improper the first thing to do i mean this is this is instagram right people can send direct messages please send a direct message please send a direct message to that person so the message you are sending is not going to be viewed by the whole world send a direct message to the person oh uh hi bro i get it that you're probably trying to put out this message but some people might view it negatively Uh, you just put out your own opinion there and give your advice nobody asks for your advice but this is a brotherhood and a sisterhood christianity we are all brothers and sisters with one father who is god almighty right and we have access to him through our lord and our savior christ jesus so we can talk to each other we can correct each other but let's not do it in a way that uh, will make those who are unbelievers to laugh at us and just kill the seed that we carry because kind of the kind of comments that they made on that uh, post that this um, beloved uh, preacher had shared honestly I, I could just imagine that first of all they would have deflated him because I, I, I can't even begin to mention the things that were, that were written there now. I'm sure that those would have grieved him badly if he were to think about them, if he had read them and thought about them. I mean, words, once you put them out, you can't take them back. And words actually cut deeper than knives because they cut into the soul and they stay, they stay in the memory unless God heals. So I pray that he didn't see that. And also for the non-believers that might have read it, might just dismiss the, 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 the preacher entirely and everything that they might have even learned from me and said, oh, I, I knew that this is how these people were. So as Christians, we need to be careful. We need to be very careful. We need to be very, very careful with how we relate to one another, especially in the public. We need to have respect and real love for each other. If you love someone and you want to correct the person, you will not correct the person in a way to destroy that person. I mean, the kind of comments they said, they they made were quite destructive, in my own opinion. Um, They could have made those corrections in private in the first place. And if they were unwilling, I mean, there were several ways to access this man. Um, His direct message on Instagram was there. I'm sure he, he has a website. You can go to the website, get his email or the email of his church or whatever, and send an email, you know, or there's always a phone number you know you could call ask to speak with him book a session and make your opinion known but not to just and we need to find a way to just do less of that in in christianity find a way to cover each other you know and help each other without destroying each other okay well so it took 27 minutes to do the intro 
and we will get right into the meat of the conversation for today we're discussing depression and the intention is to discuss three persons yes remember when we discussed depression one we considered uh, people in the bible who were depressed and the first person we looked at in detail was noah papa noah oh my god everybody just says oh noah saved the world oh Noah, it was not easy for noah oh my god i don't know if i want to be in noah's shoes because it must have been a lot of work for him but god eventually helped and here we are today thanks to noah's obedience to the word of god the next person we are going to consider is papa abraham you know when i was a child <laughs> and if you schooled in nigeria you probably sang the song as well father abraham has many sons many sons had father abraham i am one of them and so are you so let us praise the lord as in we are just singing it with so much joy without really understanding who this man abraham was and what he might have gone through oh my word abraham i'm sure went through so much i mean for god to have said this is the father of faith you can imagine what he went through he walked through the valley of shadow of death like he walked through thick and thin and i know when we're studying my most fascinating bible characters which we are single to uh, come back to um we're single to study more characters in the future but the first character we studied one of the characters characters we studied was um was abraham and we saw that oh abraham was just willing you know to serve god to love god he knew that there was something dif- that there was a god different from the god that uh his people were worshiping he came from a pagan society and i also mentioned of this book that i had read where you know um aside from the scriptures there are also some ancient books you know um those who who study uh, ancient times and biblical scholars uh, they they actually access those books and I, I i read this book that was written by a couple who were um i think the word is theologians right they were uh, i believe pastors and maybe they held phds in theology and in their in the course of their research they discovered that abraham had been tortured um where he was living because he was not complying with the traditions with the um religious customs you know which were really pagan you know a lot of things um and they they said that in the course of their research they actually discovered that abraham was at some point thrown into i'm not sure i, I can't remember if it was boiling oil or into fire and he walked out of it like god protected him you know when 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 you read that um abraham's father had to leave you know uh it, it, it might not just have been like oh he decided to i believe that god god moved um abraham's father to leave that place in order to set the family aside and also prepare um abraham for the journey and to use abraham as the one through whom christ will come so uh, abraham went through all of this and the introductory uh chapter now you can actually read from genesis chapter 13 
in your free time or maybe genesis 11 if you read genesis 11 all the way to genesis um 16 17 chapter 16 and 17 i'm sure you'll get the meat of today's podcast on these three characters that we're going to study so you see uh in in the in the opening chapter of genesis 11 when terah was introduced terah is the father of abraham he says that terah had three sons you know he was about 70 ish when he had uh his sons and he mentioned their name and abraham was mentioned first which tells me that abraham was the oldest of the three sons i don't know if there were three plates <laughs> i don't know if there were three plates but um because he says oh and he was this age when he had this and this and that so i don't know if there were three plates or if they were born to different mothers on the same day or maybe they were born years apart uh, but he just says that when Tara was about 70 I believe he had these three sons and he mentioned Abraham first so Abraham and his name was Abraham so I will be referring to him as Abraham not Abraham because I, I, I just like the fact that his name became Abraham and that's the name that we all know him by so uh, you can imagine Abraham being there and Haran Haran was mentioned last, like of the three sons, he was mentioned last, which suggests that he was the youngest. Now, even if there were triplets, uh, Haran would still have been the youngest, right, from the way it was mentioned. And he says that Haran um, had, you know, children, he had a son called Lot, and Haran died in the particular place where they were. Only God knows what happened, but um, after that demise their father Terah decided to move and uh, moved the entire family to uh, another another um, place where Terah does Abraham's father stayed and eventually passed on. Now it, it, that place also mentions that that chapter also mentions that um, uh, Nahor uh, Abraham's brother also got married to one of um, Haran's daughters you can imagine so that means that this haran eh, had children and then the children had even grown up to the age of marriage and abraham was there he did not have any child <laughs> okay so when haran died abraham had he was already married to sarah who was his stepsister because we noticed from subsequent chapters that um when um abimelech accused abraham of lying abraham said no he didn't lie that sarah was actually his sister but from another mother not uh, the same mother they were from the same father so sarah his wife abraham's wife was his stepsister and in those days it was allowed in these days i know that that would not be allowed that would be incest right but in those days the customs and traditions of the times and that's you know see because some people will say, oh, these are custom, want to hold on to it. Customs change, you know, they they evolve, that's the word, that's the word. They, they evolve with time, they grow with the people. So don't be stuck in your old ways, please. Uh, continuous improvement. If I could just digress for 30 seconds, 30 seconds. So there's this... Um, southeastern soup an Igbo soup called offerware oh my god they say if you don't work hard you can't you cannot you should not you should not eat offerware if you don't work hard and if you don't have money you should not cook offerware and really that's a fact so this um guy uh he was invited to the kitchen of um a content creator 
like uh, a food blogger if his kitchen and he made ofoweri <laughs> and he put um shrimps a uh, prawns he put prawns like fresh prawns in ofoweri which is something that Mm, most Igbo people would not ordinarily do like in the ancient times and people were just commenting on the post and saying how could he insult Ofoware by putting prawns no we don't put we don't put prawns in Ofoware this is not I, I was just laughing I was like come on this is continuous improvement you don't have to do it in, in you know the way they used to do it in ancient times you can take the ancient ways and add some modern touch to it to make it better and voila so i said please this is continuous improvement which is very much welcome and i actually am going to take a step to do that one day soon as well so the customs and traditions of the times allowed abraham to marry his stepsister which he did and um you can imagine abraham and sarah being there and lot had grown up had become you know a, a a boy or maybe a man because his sister was already woman enough to be a wife to somebody else so when lot's father died abraham took lot and his wife and moved as god had told him to move and they, they kept moving and moving and moving. And when they got to Egypt, Abraham was scared. Like, hey, this is wife Sarah is so beautiful. Um, Sarah is so beautiful. Ah, she's so fair and all that. And I've been to Egypt. I visited Egypt before. And it's really a very vast land. It can be very intimidating. It's vast. You have desert. You have the oasis regions, you know, by the river Nile and all that. So, and then... Um, Egyptians are really very strong people when you even till even till today um, um, their government is quite strong you know the people themselves they are they are cheerful but you you can tell that look you cannot um, just mess around with these people so I can imagine how Abraham would have felt at the time coming into this country he was different uh, probably spoke a different language and then he had this very beautiful wife so he had forgotten maybe he still remember but somehow he just felt that ah this god that told me to move now he may not be able to help me with this one maybe this is not a strong enough matter for me to bring to god you know and say god please let them not take my let them not take my wife i don't know what went through abraham's mind but he just told sarah please if these people ask you tell them that i'm your brother i'm not your husband so that they will not kill me you know and sarah also accepted and pharaoh took sarah away now when you read the scriptures it says that sarah was taken to pharaoh's harem harem is the place where the king um is a it's a part of the house of the king's house or a man's house where we, his women are kept his concubines his female servants sometimes they even keep their wives there so that's where they kept sarah like you are now going to be like the king's concubine they were preparing her for the king to to sleep with her until god appeared to pharaoh and said don't touch this woman you know and then pharaoh went back to abraham and said why didn't you tell me that this woman is your wife and everything and um abraham confessed and said oh he was actually scared and all that and pharaoh released a lot of gifts servants and coal to go with abraham his wife and food and everything for them to leave the country and return to where they came from so you see that abraham actually 
he went through various times and seasons, right? And even this lot, his um, his nephew that he took as his own son, I would like to think that he adopted lots, right? Because he didn't have any child, and he he felt like, okay, this one is my own blood. It's my brother's. It's my brother's um child, you know. So let me help him. I know that he will be there for me in the evening of my life. But lots, lots started misbehaving. And you know, sometimes even you as a person, what some of the things that cause depression, like you are doing your best and it seems like your best is not good enough and you're, you're almost fagged out. You know, you, you, are, you are trying to obey instructions, but the situation is looking um, more difficult, like closing, closing, closing in on you. You know, um, like Abraham was being obedient, following God's instructions, moving out of the place that um uh, out of Haran, moving to the place that god said he was going to show him and then he was encountering these challenges oh and all that uh, and he 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 didn't he didn't i don't believe that he went to god to ask because if he did it could have been written there so the first lesson we learn is that when we begin to feel these challenges these troubles that wears down that make us feel like there is no hope i mean abraham almost felt i believe that he almost felt like if he had told these people that sarah was his wife that he would not make it out of egypt alive you know he he probably felt that way and i heard that even here in nigeria in the days of old that um when a king in the areas that had kings because in in the southeast where i come from in Igbo land we didn't we didn't have kings in in uh in ancient times but in areas of of um the area now known as Nigeria, where where there were kings, especially in the southern part of Nigeria, I heard that when a king sees a woman and he just says, I want this one, that's the end of <laughs> like <laughs> once the king says, I want this woman, they've carried the woman to the king's palace. And the, whether she's married or not, the husband will just need to go and look for somebody else. Sometimes the man will, the husband will come and beg and they will threaten him and tell him to go away. And if he doesn't, you know. Um, so many things could follow after. Thank God that those kind of traditions no longer happen. So I can almost imagine how um, terrified Abraham Abraham was at the time. And one lesson we learn from it is no level of fear should keep us away from God. You know, imagine if he went to God just like David. Oh God, well, did we study David before? We need to study that man again. Hey, God, we need to study David again. David was, he will always go to God and inquire of the God. God, should I, should I inquire from God and say, God, should I do this? God, I want to go like this. Should I go like this or do like this? You know? So, um, lesson number one on this particular episode, do not allow anything keep you away from God. Not even fear. Remember the, uh, the, the passage we read, Romans chapter 8, verses 35 to 39. Do not allow anything to keep you away from God. Now, um, they kept moving and Abraham was so good to Lot that Lot became very wealthy. Ah, to the extent that even Lot's servants forgot that this Lot that is your boss um, was actually helped. He's a man helped by God. His favor that Abraham took him away from that place and just like treated him like a son that he he was now feeling like he was almost of equal status with abraham and the servants of lot were now you know having squabbles with the servants of of abraham and you know sometimes um let me not go there let me not go there but the servants of 
Lot and Abraham were having squabbles. And rather than, you would think that Lot himself, being the younger person, would come and say, Ah, my father, this thing that is happening, I'm not happy about it. Our servants keep keep fighting and struggling over um, pasture land. And I will understand because when you look at um, the, that particular area, you know that um, it's... it's <sighs> A, a huge part of it uh, could be that's speaking to the Middle East. Some part of it could be dry, but thank God for technology. Uh, with technology now, the Middle East is fantastic. You know, they've been able to do. I was watching a video of how Dubai makes um, rain, you know, from salt crystals and all sorts of things. I'm like, God, thank God for uh, technology advancement and the brain that He has given to us as human beings to create value so i can i can i can um i can imagine really how uh the the pasture in those days you know pasture that was just depending or dependent on rain or maybe pasture by oasis like water regions a lot of other areas would have been dry so it won't have been easier you know when when you look at um sheep lamb and all those things they're always eating it's very difficult for you to see <laughs> maybe <laughs> in a whole day you can count the the quantum of uh, of of time that you see sheep or or cattle or animals that are being moved like herded you, 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 you can almost count the number of times you just see them idle like they don't want to eat most times if they see the grass they are eating it like they are eating and they are eating to store so that um what's that thing they call like the curd and they could churn it out later and eat again when they when they get hungry so it must have been very tedious for these people and then that fight broke out and lots did not do what he was supposed to do to come and say my father please how do we resolve this thing it was abraham who had proposed a solution and he said look choose any path you want and i will take the other path and lot jumped at the area that looked very juicy and from one of our previous episodes you can see that lot went to i believe he went to sodom and um sodom was captured by uh, king kaledoma when there was a battle and someone came and told abraham about it that oh your nephew has been kidnapped to like he has been he has been taken as a prisoner of war right that's what they call them pow he has been taken as a prisoner of war in fact this whole um city has fallen the king has been captured everybody there has been captured and your brother your son your nephew uh lot has also been taken and abraham gathered his friends and his servants and they were about a little shy of 400 of them went to battle against this king you know and this king had an alliance with three other kings this king that he went to fight had an alliance with three other kings and abraham went to fight in order to get lot released so you can imagine abraham was ready to die you know for lot to be freed as god would show mercy um abraham and his um allies the one and they were able to get Lot freed, as well as the king of Sodom and all the others. Can you imagine that um, Lot still went back to Sodom <laughs> after all that 
after all that uh, episode you would think that he would have thought oh maybe this place was not the uh, right place for me to stay my father i'm sorry i repent of what i had done before please take me back but at the end of it all abraham returned back to canaan alone without any son without any adopted nephew and he was just there and i could just picture in my spirit eye abraham just being there like ah so this my nephew lot this is how he's gone and i'm so old so doesn't mean i will not have a child anymore you know and he he probably was also afraid um that these kings this king that he had fought might probably come after him you know um you know how it is when you get involved in somebody's fight you now earn an enemy for yourself because whoever it is you have defeated to uh, free that person would not like you so i could just imagine abraham thinking you know just being there like wow so this is how my life will be to just end like that no son nothing and i'm just so exposed and god appeared to him in a trance and spoke to him he was like abraham don't be afraid i'll be with you and i'll give you um i'll give you this i'll give you that and abraham was like god of what use are all these things that you're giving to me seeing that i don't have a child what's the essence of all these things that you're giving to me it's a servant that is born in my house eliezer that is going to inherit these things you know and that's the lesson uh, there for me you know being able to open up to god sometimes in our prayers we sugarcoat things like we don't want to say the way it is like <laughs> say you need something and you um uh instead of just saying it's the way it is like the way it's really hot like for me let me use myself as an example and i'm not by any means um a standard neither am i perfect in terms of how i communicate with god there are times i go to god and i say god i feel like i'm drifting away i feel like you're not really there um maybe i've drifted away i'm sorry if i've done something wrong but please pull me back to you um I want to hear from you again. I just want to feel your loving hands around me. I just want to feel your presence. And I want to fulfill the purpose that you have created me for. But it's difficult for me to do it on my own. Please help me. As it is the way I actually chat with God. And then there are times when I'm like, Ah, God, this person really annoyed me. I want to forgive, but it's hard. Uh, It's really difficult. Unless you help me, I don't know if I can forgive this person. Or, oh God, I really need this. I have no other way to go. I have nowhere else to go. I don't even know where to start from to get this. Oh God, this is why I need this thing. This is why I want this. Please do not allow me to go to those who laugh at me to ask for it. Please provide it that your own name will be glorified. Open my wisdom. Show me what to do, how to get it. Send my helpers to me and position me at the right place at the right time, you know, to to access this help from the people that you have sent for me this is how i try to talk to god from time to time and i encourage you to do it now abraham was open he told god plainly look these things you are saying you will give to me they are nice but i don't have a child so what's the essence of this thing as in now it was really grieving abraham like he was in pains and god said i will not just tell you i will show you and he said okay get up go outside and everyone went outside he said look up can you see the stars can you see this is how your descendants will be scattered 
there will be so many that it will be difficult to count them. And that's what I'm saying to you today. I pray that God will show you, not just tell you, that God will show you what he has in store for you. Now, the next person we are going to study, and we really have to rush, 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 because we have barely seven, eight, nine minutes to go. We will study Sarah. Now, let's just discuss Sarah briefly. Anybody who is a woman knows that... um, Every woman desires to have her own child, right? So you can imagine Sarah there. She was there probably when um, when uh, Haran had his children. And being a woman, she must have tried to rally around Haran's wife to help her in all those uh, Omugo things. So take care of baby, help her with chores and all that. She must she probably, probably, most likely she, she might have you know been involved in all that then they went to egypt and they gave her away just like she went to sit in uh, pharaoh's harem with other women oh yeah the woman that came from yes you know just keeping all these things to herself that oh this was her husband he came from here but she no one to say no she she just kept quiet why because she wanted to save her husband and then this son this boy this man lots that she took as her own son you know whom she had probably cared for for some time and now he had become a man a wealthy man to the extent that he was now rubbing shoulders with her husband you know she was just there witnessing all these things and hmm, eventually after abraham had gone to fight to get lots released from that time uh, bondage that he had been placed in after the kingdom where he was living had been captured in a battle. I can imagine that Abraham was just almost like drained and Sarah was just looking at him and Sarah said, you know what? Take this my servant Hagar and let her have children for you because you know that's me. I'm not able to have children anymore. That was you know what can make a woman to do that ha as a woman i know that it will not be easy oh it, it's just like even the men can you imagine even for abraham can you imagine you as a man just give somebody your wife and say take you know i'm sure that abraham probably went through a lot of pains as well when he when he um told sarah to act like she was his sister not his wife so in this particular case now Sarah was saying, please take this my servant. So she must have trusted this Hagar. Hagar was an Egyptian. Now remember that when Abraham and Sarah were leaving Egypt, Pharaoh had given them slaves. I believe that Hagar was one of the slaves that was given to um, Abraham and Sarah in Egypt. And she must have heard that, oh, this woman, ah, see you. They took her to the king's house and everything. They thought that she was the sister to this um, man. Meanwhile, you know how helps, house helps, servants, they gossip. <laughs> they really gossip. They gossip. And if you don't believe me, you need to watch some sitcoms to just see examples. They gossip a lot. So I could, I can just imagine that these people must have been talking, saying all sorts of things about uh, 
Sarah, but Sarah trusted Hagar. Now, sometimes in your depression, you you run to you run to the one you should be running away from. In your sadness, you run to the one you should be running away from, because you have be, you have beclouded by your pain that you are not really reasoning the way you should. Of all the people around, it was Hagar that Sarah chose. She trusted Hagar, and guess what? Abraham married Hagar. Please go back and read that, please. He said, um, Abraham took Hagar as as a wife. <laughs> so Abraham married Hagar. And that's why Hagar was now feeling like, ha, ah, okay, I'm now also the madam of the house. Not just, you know, when you read the story of Jacob, Jacob is a grandchild, the, the grandchild of Abraham and Sarah. You see that his, um, his wives almost made the same uh, mistake that Sarah had made, but they were a bit wiser, so they didn't allow, they did not allow their servants to marry Jacob. They just said, "Have children, have children for, for the man, you know." And those children were almost counted to be the children of Leah and um, and Rachel. But in this particular case, Sarah allowed Hagar to marry Abraham, you know, and. Hagar began to behave like she was the boss of the she was also the boss of the house such that Sarah now descended on her to show her that come on you are you are still my servant I just allowed you to be having this conjugal relationship with my husband so that we can have children and 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 um, Hagar ran away she ran away and she cried out in the desert she was pregnant and she cried out in the desert and god heard her cry now god hears when you cry out for help you know and um hagar was an egyptian so i i i presume that she was um into idol worship and all she probably wasn't worshiping uh yahweh or the god of abraham but god still heard her cry and god came to her and said hagar Abraham, um, uh, Sarah's servant, go back to your mistress. So God reminded her of who she was that, look, you might be feeling like you're now a wife, but you're still Sarah's servant. Please go back to your, to your mistress and submit yourself to her. And that was how Hagar went back. We have to end this episode soon. But before we do, just to remind you that one, please in your state of pain in your state of depression please reach out to god reach out to god he's our ever-present help in time of need and he's always looking to hear from you nothing can separate you from god don't think that oh you got yourself in this mess you have to clean it up no way you can't you cannot clean it up yourself my brother my sister go to god cry out to god for help secondly please be open 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 up to god don't say you will tell him this one you'll not tell him that one (laughs) he hears and he knows all things but he's still looking to you you know for you to speak for you to speak to him god wants to have that intimate relationship with you and he wants you to be um to be uh truthful to be to be to trust him yes god can be trusted I can assure you God can be trusted. Trust him with, you know, you have, maybe you have, um, what do you call it? All those, um, uh, the word is escaping me now, but you, you have some 
some attitudes some characters some things that you do that are really uh pervert you know like perfect kind of attitudes please 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 don't hide it from god don't say ah, if i tell god now uh he will not answer my prayer he will, he will not do this he might just kill me no way please go to god you have a problem an addiction problem you have whatever the challenge may be please run to god and thirdly in your in your depression please be careful be careful so you don't run to the wrong person in your depression fourthly in your sadness in your in your state whatever the situation may be please please do not hesitate to cry to god cry to god in your bedroom you can cry to god anywhere at any time he will always hear you and answer you may god bless you i hope that this message has touched your life positively we will continue um with in the next episode to wrap up our study of these three characters for now i pray that you have a beautiful sunday and a great week ahead god bless you bye